you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. Yes. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J-Mac are on tap. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited because um, not only is it a fun Friday gumbo show, yeah. but we have a lot of books to give away. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we do. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I, I want to say we have 10 books to give away. Let me just tell you something. It would have been 11 Okay. But someone, I will not say which of the two of us, underlined in one of the books and cannot in good conscience give it away because <laughs> yeah. she underlined yeah. it. So you'll never guess which one of us did it. <laughs> so she's you better, sorry. You better know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, it's true. Listen, um, so so we, we receive these books, right? And then often we'll get a, a couple copies um, to be able to, to review and and then there are some books that once I start reviewing it, I, I know that this is going to be uh, one that I'm going to want to keep in our family's library. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we do that intentionally. Uh, so because there's there are things that we want our kids to be able to read. And then also, let me tell you something. And I say this to anyone who's ever been inside our home. There are books in our library that we do not have because we agree with them. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we are not book burners. No. Which means that we can instruct our kids even in the content that we disagree with. And and I just throw that out there as food for thought. Like mm-hmm. not every book that we own. And specifically, I'm speaking of Christian books. There's some Christian books that we own that um, we go, mm, right. nah. But we find <laughs> it instructive in teaching our kids how to engage. Yeah. So we can often go and pull those things off the shelf and, and, and have discussions around um, faulty doctrine and faulty teaching. And uh, point out the importance of adhering to the word of God. So anyway, I was saying all of that to say there are some books that I think I'm going to add this to our library. And then, you know, we have additional books. Uh, And so I start underlining as I'm preparing for the show. There are things that stand out to me. Mm -hmm. Now, what I did with one of these books is I started underlining in the book. And then I realized that it was not the book that was to be my screening copy. Uh, it was an actual copy. Uh-huh. So I'm All saying right. that to say if someone is listening and they go, well, I don't have a problem with, a, you know, an advanced copy. It's not the final book. So there may be some changes in it. Mm-hmm. Then this might be your day. <laughs> or if you say, I don't have a problem with Mika's underlining. This also might be your day, <laughs> you know? Anyways, but I will say this. We do have at least 10 books to give away, and I'm really super excited about that. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, we've talked about technology. We've talked about screen time. We've talked about the best ways to be able to protect our children. Hopefully that has been a blessing. Is there anything that as we talk about this and you've had time to think about it over the week, is there anything that stands out to you? Will the great anything that you found particularly kind of provocative mm-hmm. or challenging this week? Yeah. Uh, the the conversations that we had on screen time, whether it was for the 
the the kids are the adults. I thought yeah. that was very relevant and very, you know, uh, something to think about, something to really say, okay, there needs to be adjustment made here, there, whatever. Also, um, the the book um, about getting too uh, close, don't get Which too we close have to a flame. copy of that, Too Close to the Flame. We have a copy of that to give um, away. Tell me about that. Well, it, as far as relationships, you know, because one of the parts of the book, he was saying how, you know, uh, after during one of the wars where women, you know, begin to go to the, the workforce, they begin yes. to go to the, you know, the, the warehouses and, 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 and all that, mm-hmm. that that was ne- that w- they saw that as necessary. But after the war was over, not all of the women wanted to go back to the home life. And it opened up a whole new realm where men and women going forward from that time would be working together and being, you know, closer proximity and things like that. And the potential for, um, you know, relationships to go awry, you know, grew, you know, mm-hmm. in those situations. And it was just ve- the, the book has some pra- some very practical things about relationships, you know, and, and putting up boundaries. And, yeah. you know, when have you gone too far or, you know, Man, just really evaluating like what's going on in in friendships between you know men and women, and you know, so I I thought that was a pretty g- a good book as far as yeah. like you know what we deal with and trying to be pure, trying to uh, honor right. the Lord, honor our, our spouses and, and things like that. Uh, some practical things were given in that book. Man, I think it's so important. Even just toggling back to something that David Muro said. Um, yesterday in his book, Drowning in Screen Time, yes. he mentioned um, men and sort of being uniquely um, given to to uh, finding themselves just kind of like immersed in this culture of online activity. Yes. And one of the things he said that really stood out to me was, um, you know, men can that's kind of like they can be like the king of their domain. Like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. people like me, they want to hear from me, they affirm me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in control there. And I wanted to get your take on this. I wondered if, you know, if that is one of the things that makes it difficult for men in particular to unplug from devices, do wives Mm. have a role to play in in that? Like rather than just saying you spend a lot of time on your phone or Mm -hmm. you're always at your computer or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Do wives need to create the kind of environment where a husband feels like, you know, yeah. he matters there or yeah. does the husband create that? Yeah, I think it's both. I think, you know, as a help, the wives can, you know, make sure that that is the environment. But I honestly would say until that was said yesterday, I didn't really like personally, I didn't think of that as a reason for being on, you know, um, whether it's social media or, or whatever. Like I never thought of here I am. You know, uh, I really I really didn't. That, that wasn't even a thought, you know, because I feel like for me personally that when I when I speak at home, when I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it, so helpful to hear. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of I, I mean, I can I get it what he was saying. I get it what he was saying. But personally, I didn't feel that way, you know, as a reason why uh reason to get on social media and things yeah. like that. But I understand that. So, but I, but I do think, you know, I don't feel that way because like you're saying, like, you know, you and, and the kids have, like, I feel like what I say matters. You know, I feel like my presence matter. 
And so that there is not that feeling there. But I think that is definitely something that could be, uh, you know, said. So when you're on social media and write as you're about to post your post, you don't go as it is written. So shall it be done? No. <laughs> that's, no. Is that not what happens? With no, you? You just, that's not what you just kind of. You know. <laughs> anyways, I don't know. I, I just thought it was all interesting that technology has really changed our lives in profound ways. Yes. And um, there's been great benefit to it. But then also it has adversely affected our relationships. It has adversely affected the way we interact with each other. Yeah. I know myself, again, toggling back to David Murrow's book, um, I I find that I, I have never really been, even when before um, texting, mm-hmm. I had never really been a phone talker. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I prefer face-to-face contact. I don't really like talking on the phone all that much. Right. I do it. Um, but I prefer face to face contact. But if I chose or had to choose between talking on the phone and texting, I find it easier to shoot a text message because I can do that and continue on with the other things that I'm doing. Right. But man, according to David Murrow, that that is really um, it's messing up the way we interact yeah. with each other. It's messing up the way we communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And one uh, another thing that uh, I thought about during the, the interview was as far as um Christians, you know, like the, the, you know, us as Christians, the social media and things like that probably, probably has made it hard for us to have confrontation, you know, in the body of Christ, meaning the way the Bible prescribes exactly like going to a brother, Mm, you know, if you've been offended, you know, and because, you know, when you don't have to do that, or when you can just either send a text or there's something that you can send a message if that's the way that you normally communicate and you don't have that face to face, you know, interaction and say, man, this is what what's going on. I have a problem here. This is something that has offended me. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really have to feel like we have to do that anymore. You know, and I think yeah. that has been something that has hurt the body of Christ, not knowing how to deal accurately and rightly with conf- confrontational offense. Yeah, I I think it removes from us the expectation of the boldness that comes with being a believer. Yeah. Like there's a. So the Bible prescribes for us how to interact with each other. Mm -hmm. When your brother offends you, you go to him. Right. Like and and then at the same time. And I think this is so important because when we talk about the scriptures, we talk about when our brother offends us. But we're also supposed to not be easily offended. Right. Right. Which a lot of people don't really like that part. They just like, well, it says if you offend me, I'll go to him. So I'm going. <laughs> and it's like, but can you be like not easily offended? You yeah, can. Right. It's a choice that you make, right? right. You're going to be steeped in the word of God. You got to be prayerful. But I think it also removes from us the boldness that comes along with being a Christian that yes. we do the difficult thing. So like in the culture, in the world, let's talk about two different camps, right? So in the world versus in the church, the people of God versus those who are not. People who are not um, in the body of Christ, they have a um, a backbiting way of dealing with things. Mm. They start rumors. They go to the other person who's not even involved in the situation. They build a coalition, right? Mm. Get people on their side. And then they just sort of allow for the information to get back to the person who offended them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible doesn't tell us to operate that way. The Bible right. tells us to go directly to the person who has offended us and to, to, to just um, put an end to it, to nip it. <laughs> nip it in the bud nip it and uh but too yeah. often we don't do that i think no, social right. media 
and, um, you know, screen usage and all of that stuff. It's taken away the boldness that's supposed to be ours. And now you have a bunch of people yeah. that I they have keyboard courage. Well, that's what I was going to say. It, it causes us to be less courageous in interactions face to face. But it's a false uh, courage, you yeah. know, that's given in vocalizing just, you know, on on post and things mm-hmm. like that. But the, the true relationship building, you know, um, and, and dealing with confrontation and situations face to face, you know, we have become less courageous yeah. in, in, in that. And that's I, that's a detriment man, to the body. That is a detriment. That's sad. Maybe maybe those are the things that when I say, you know, we talk about. And, and it's in the in the clip, but it's true. We talk about these revivals that we desire to see, but mm. those can be a part of our personal revivals, you know, yeah. where we yeah. get back to the word of God, doing what the word of God prescribes, mm-hmm. just doing what the word of God prescribes. All right, let's open the phone lines. Um, but here, I don't know. I Look, it's always difficult when we give away stuff and we also want to talk to you because it's our gumbo show. Yeah. So that means everything goes into the pot. You can communicate with us, talk about whatever topic that interests you, something hopefully that we've covered. Um, you can ask us if we're familiar with it. If we are, we'll comment on it. If we're not, then we'll say we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the number is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Um, we will take your calls, but also um, we will call for people who want certain books. This makes this makes life really <laughs> difficult for Sherry B. Sherry, I'm sorry. I don't know how you're going to do this. <laughs> She's just she, looking. She's like. She, <laughs> so, Sherry, in a perfect world, what I would like to know is a person who's calling in because they want to talk to us. And then I want to know the person who's calling in because they want a copy. Let me look. I have a list of books here that we want to give away. So the first book that I want to give away is for the person who's listening who is in a blended family. Mm. Uh, We talked to Gary Chapman. Well, we talked to Ron Deal. Yes. Ron Deal co-authors this book with Gary Chapman. The book is Building Love Together in Blended Families. So if you listen to this program and you're in a blended family and you heard that conversation and you're like, man, I really like to get a copy of that book. Well, we've got two of those to give away. We're giving away one right now. Mm. 888-589-8840. When you call, if you want the book, let Sherry B know, hey, I want to get the book. And if you're calling just a comment, let her know. And then um, she can walk and chew gum. Oh, yeah, man. Sherry She's going to get Sherry it done. sharp. Very super sharp. And yes. I'm not saying that as a joke. Like incredibly sharp. People don't. I don't know if people realize that about Sherry B. I do. Okay. <laughs> don't play. Don't play. All right. Aaron the Addisons. It's the Friday edition. We'll grab the break and uh, we'll be right back. I want to leave, but I got to wait. This world sleep, but I'm wide awake. Living here screwed up, I'm out of my mind. Living in the future, Marty McFly, I'm at home already. I ain't gone, but I'm ready. I'm at home already. I ain't gone, but I'm ready. Yeah. 
Okay, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. It's the Friday edition, which means mm-hmm. we do a little bit of a lighter show. We kind of recap the week. This week was our tech week where we were um, talking about the effects of technology on our families, on our lives, on us as Christians. And um, and so we had several authors on with us this week. And we want to bless you with some of those books. So not only do we want to recap, take your calls, but we also want to... Um, we want to we want to give away some books. Yes. So if we have a caller for the building love together and blended families, then that caller picks up a copy of the book. Uh, let me also do this because we are on Facebook Live, and um, there are some messages. People are joining and watching on Facebook Live. The first person, and I think our brother J Mac will have to help us with this, but the first person to chime in on Facebook Live. And say, uh, run me that Gary Chapman, Ron Deal book (laughs) (laughs) or any version of that, however it is you communicate, um, then we will give you the second copy of that book that we have to give away. So we're giving away one on radio and then we're also giving one away on the Facebook Live. So if you're joining us on Facebook, um, post there and let us know that you want the Gary Chapman and Ron Deal book, Building Love Together and Blended Families. And we will reach out to you, get your information, and get that out to you in the mail. Let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Will the Great. All right. It looks go. like Tina in Indiana, and this is for the book, right, Tina? Yes, it is. Hey, oh. Tina. Hi. Which book did you did you want? The Blended Families book. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I you got it. I you guys every day on my way home, and I absolutely love your show. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Tina. Um, can you describe a little bit? Um, describe your blended family for me. So, um, what what's the number? What's the makeup? Uh, how do, how do you describe your blended sure. family? So I I married my husband um, six years ago, and he had a son, and then I have a set of twin girls from a previous. Um, relationship so uh, we have quite the family my girls are um, 13 or 14 sorry 14 and my son is 16 and uh, they they really get along pretty well most of the time um, but we, we struggle <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes listen Tina I tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna send you the copy of the Gary Chapman and Ron Deal book, Building Love Together and Blended Families. And I'm going to send you the book that I just wrote, Raising Blended Teenagers. I'm just kidding. I don't actually have it. And everybody wants that book. Everybody wants that book. Um, All right, Tina, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. We're going to get your information and make sure that we get this book out to you. I see some people on Facebook saying, run me that uh, Gary Chapman book. Uh. So, so, so we need to make sure that we find the first person who did that to make sure that we get them that book. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. It's our gumbo show. It's Friday. So you can talk to us um, about anything. You can ask us uh, thought provoking questions. Um, Hopefully they will provoke good answers. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. Will the great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Sonia in North Carolina. Hi, Sonia. Hey, this, hey, guys, I love your shows. I, I don't have a family. I'm a single woman, no children, but I, I get a lot, a lot of information that helps me understand the world today. Awesome. Um, my comment is springtime. Mm-hmm. I'm 47 years old, and I made a conscious decision when the smartphones came out 
not to get one. I'm still mm. on the flip phone, mm. and I love it. And yes. I, I mean, I, a couple years ago, I started getting closer to Jesus, and it has saved my life that I don't have a phone over there tempting me to take away time from Jesus. And I, I just, I know it's not popular. 2021, people ask me about my brick. But I love my flip phone, and I, I have a lot of friends that have kids and have all these excuses for why they have a tablet or a smartphone. And I'll say, you know, if you want to keep contact, text, and phone calls, flip phone. You don't have to worry mm. about predators getting to your kids. But Man, Sonia, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sonia. That is so insightful, and I really do appreciate your comments. Can I just tell you, um, there was a time that Will and I both had – what was it? The Motorola Razor phone? Razor. Do you guys re- that was oh, one of my favorite man. phones, actually. I loved it. I really did. I loved it. <laughs> it lasted a I, long it was, time, too. It was pink, and I don't know if you can get more girly than well, that. I didn't but have a pink wine. No, yours was silver. Yeah, okay, know, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't like trying that. to take any of your points yeah, away. trying to make me commercial. I'm sorry. No, it was silver, because <laughs> silver's a manly color. Um, yeah, there you go. It was. I think that was specifically the name. It was Man Silver. Um, but mine was pink, and I loved it, and 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 I do. I, I you know I probably, if I could do more on the Razor phone, probably would still have one. Um, but I do enjoy my smartphone. I'm not going to even try to be commercial here. I really do. <laughs> um, you know, the temptation is when you start having these conversations to be like, no, I don't like the, the things that I don't like. I, I say I'm pretty, um, pretty blunt, pretty honest about the things I don't like. But I do enjoy the convenience of having the smart device. I'll tell you what I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the constant um, feeling of distraction, though, constantly feeling like you got to check in or like there's something that um, that you may be missing. And even now there's a condition that we have in our culture. Uh, it's the fear of missing out. And so many people have it. All right. At this point, we'll get some more phone calls queued up. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Mm-hmm. We, I think we have two books given away. I'm going to pull these two books out because we gave one away just now okay, on radio. Books, and then also those are the blended family books, mm-hmm. Ron Deal okay. and Gary Chapman. All right. And now we're going to move on to uh, Screen Kids. Screen ah. Kids. Uh, Gary Chapman's been busy. This book is also co-authored <laughs> by Gary Chapman. <laughs> because e- each to... one of those books have something with the five love languages yes. in it too. Yes. So he's like, you know, yeah, this we is, can, yes. that's, that's, that's the thing, you know. This is what I know. This yeah, is what I do. Yeah. This has been highly effective. That's and pretty I concur. smart, you know. I concur. Uh, but this book was co-authored with um, Arlene Pelican. And we had Gary Chapman and Arlene Pelican on to talk with us about Screen Kids, the five relational skills every child needs in a tech-driven world. And so we want to give this away to a parent who is listening. So if you're calling Sherry B right now, if you want to comment, then you just let her know that you want to comment. But also if you want to pick up the book, then let her know that you want the book. And the first call that she gets to who wants the book will get the book. That's how we'll do that. All right. And then now um, on Facebook, if you are watching us via Facebook Live, um, the first person to let us know that you need that Screen Kids book, I need the Screen Kids book, mm-hmm. which I think I saw someone jump on there already before I called for it. Um, J-Mac will let us know. Then you can you can pick up a copy as well. You can pick up a copy. So there you go. All right. Um, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Okay. So I'm looking here and I see someone. That's Kathy in Arkansas and it says Screen Time Book. Hi, Kathy. Um, hi, Will. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. I just love you, Mickey, and uh, thanks for the book. Um, 
just love the broadcast. I really the Wednesday one that you did, and then yesterday. I don't know the name of his book yesterday, but anyway, thank y'all so much for your ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God you so bless much, you, Kathy. Kathy. So, so you're picking up a copy of this Screen Kids book, or is this going to be uh, beneficial to you and your family? Uh, uh, what was? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What was the book that y'all did yesterday, Thursday? Oh, okay. okay. So the book yesterday was Drowning in Screen Drowning Time. Drowning in Screen Time. Is that, that the book the you one. want, Kathy? Yes, I'm so sorry. I tell you what. I mean, you know what? It, Let you can I have, have it. it. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we, I got a copy for you. I'm yeah. just going to scratch it off my list. We'll get your information, and we will send that one out to you. I'm going to tell you, man, that book really, um, I think, yeah, it's, it's very convicting. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, shows us some things about the way we have changed in, in ways that we did not recognize. So, Kathy in Arkansas, thank you so much for listening. And thank, thank you, you for your encouragement. We're going to send you that book. That book is Drowning in Screen Time. And the author is David Murrow. And mm. I think if I remember from um, yesterday, his website is davidmurrow.com. Yes. He talked about having some resources there at his website to help us with um, our screen addictions. It, it takes it to a different level when you call it an addiction. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like when you call it an addiction, it takes it to a different level. So anyway, Kathy, hopefully that will be a blessing to you. All right. So then we still I'm going to move this one aside. Uh, We still are trying to give away Gary Chapman and Arlene Pelican's book. Okay. Um, This is Screen Kids. Screen Kids. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Let's go to Sylvia in Virginia. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. Hello. This is my second time ever calling. Hi. Hi. Um, well, you know, the little bug conversations you guys had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So every time I'm walking around, my carpet is like this brown carpet. So I always feel like something's running across my feet. Oh. Is that dog on well? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the first thing. But the second thing, I know that you guys are younger, uh, but... I would really love if you guys have a conversation one time about um, dating. Um, Sherry already told me no, but um, <laughs> dating um, after a biblically a biblical based divorce uh, and getting back to dating as a woman. Okay, hmm. let me make sure. Let me let me make sure that um, that I'm understanding. So you're saying you would like for us to do a show on biblical dating and biblical divorce? No, dating after divorce. A dating divorce. Dating oh. after a biblical divorce. Yeah, dating after a biblical divorce. Okay, got it. All right, that's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> listen. <laughs> That <laughs> that is a great question. I, mean, I would. I'm fifty. I'm fifty five, and it's that I've been divorced for about seven years, mm-hmm. and I really honestly don't know what to do, uh, or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, man. Well, so. sister, I tell you what. I know that there are probably some brothers in the faith who just heard that and they're like, "Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> she loves Jesus. Where is she?" <laughs> they're all like, "We don't need any more books." Erin <laughs> Addison. And I'm, I'm African American and finding somebody who has the same value system. Ah. Um and and love Jesus is um yeah, hard. Hmm. Wait, so <laughs> wait, so 
<laughs> so what are you saying? Are you saying they have to be African American? No, they don't. Because <laughs> there, there were some other brothers that were listening. That right when you said that, they were like, "Well, now hold on, now what do you, what do you, what do you?" No, no, I don't. They just need to. They need to love. Well, there's some qualifications, but they need to love Jesus and understand their role of a, of a man in a marriage. Okay. Understanding that responsibility, which you guys yeah. talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and just knowing that the marriage is to glorify our heavenly father. Amen. Okay. Well, I tell you what, now here's what we might need to do. We might need to start doing some marriage family life uh date nights, you know, just um <clears throat> for the people who fall into that those categories. I don't know. I don't know. We might have to have all kind of waivers and things that we're not responsible <laughs> know, man, if things don't work out. Like we you just you know, uh, I don't know. You get into a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> hey, I do think it's important, though, for us to talk about biblical divorce and, and then to talk oh, yeah. about um, honoring the Lord and purity yeah. um, for adults, mm-hmm. because I think yeah. that that would be something yeah. that would be covered when you talk about dating. Um, can I can I say something? I know this is not popular and people think that I'm really, really antiquated, but I do not believe that the Bible gives us a picture of dating. Mm-hmm. I do not believe no, that. It is, I, I, it is I, not. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think it's something that is constructed in um, American culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gotten us in trouble. In fact, I think it has conditioned and trained us in ways that we don't even realize, but it's trained us for divorce. Because what you do uh-huh. is you enter into relationships, and then you pull out of these relationships, you enter into relationships. And then so what you train your heart to do is to attach and detach to attach and detach. And so if I could just say, one thing that I would say to um, any woman, um, and I think that Will would agree with me and echoing this to any man, is that we don't we don't see any biblical prescription for dating. I do believe that the Lord joins people together. He brings these people together. I don't think that we just kind of um, go out to see the right fit. Mm-hmm. I think you can observe people in certain contexts to see if that is even something that you want to get into. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can, you can observe a person's character. You can observe the way a person interacts. And in fact, I have long believed that that's the best way to see if a person is even wait, worth that time to consider. Right. Because when you go on a date, people are very, very fake. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's that's right. the time to put your best foot forward. Right. You know, what you really want to know is what kind of character does it, does that person have? And, you know, is that person short tempered? Does that person display the fruit of the spirit? And I don't know that you can gather that you know, at the Olive Garden once a week. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, they're going to even really smell their best, too. Like, you, you, I mean, you don't, you, you know. Anyway, we can we can do a whole show on that. I think that's a great idea. We'll do a whole show on that. Okay. Um, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Michelle in Mississippi. Hi, Michelle. Hey, you all. I really cannot believe I got through. So happy Friday. Just know that I love you guys. That's really what I call to say. You are a daily blessing to us. Oh, Oh, God bless you, Michelle. Michelle. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Hey, Michelle, did any of the books we discussed this week grab your attention? Was there anyone that you wanted in particular? Oh, yeah, it was actually the blended family one. And um, 
I'll say this as quickly as I can. I, I made my whole little blended family come to the Marriage and Family Life Conference. And so um, I was probably one of the many, uh, Miki, that did not get to hug you. And I was close each time. I got so tickled, though, my children did. And they were like, we got a picture with Miki. And I'm thinking, I really feel some type of way. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Anyway, <laughs> I'm still mad at them, you guys. Just pray for me, please. But my two daughters got a picture with you. And I'm, I'm mad at them. But, oh, but, uh, <laughs> You are crazy. Girl, we are family. We have we have said over and over and over again, we hug around here. Now, Will the Gray's like, uh, not me. We pound around here. We pound. He, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you just should have grabbed me. Like, I don't know how many times that I, we hug around here. Um, hey, Michelle, I think that we've given away both of those blended family books, unfortunately. I'm going to see if we can find something else. But unfortunately, I cannot. I would love to just on site give you that book. All right. We got to take the break. We'll be right back. Beat that music. Let's go. Man, I done had it. Dude, you can have it. Cats is only going to church to learn to stack the cabbage. Multiple collections, man, agree to wreaking havoc. Dudes becoming preachers because they want to be living lavish. Man, this is madness. Pastors is savage. Passing the plate just to pass in the maverick. Pass through the script just to pass on the passage. That made the track from a pack that is massive. And it's attractive. It's so cool to see you guys in studio. Y'all are really enjoying the music today, aren't you, brothers? Hey, you so know, y'all are just chosen <laughs> one. A.K.A. Abraham. Oh, yeah, there we go. Not the first one or the second one, but the third one. He got it. He did it. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday show. We do a little bit of a lighter show um, and invite you to talk with us just a little bit more. You can help us recap the week, or if you want to bring in completely new content and start a conversation, you can do that. It's the Gumbo Show. Everything goes into the pot, except for whatever you don't want in the pot. All right. right. Um, we're giving away books, but as I have been informed by Will the Great, he doesn't think that um, it's going to work out for us to give away all of these books today, which means there will be another Friday where we're giving away books. Let's go to the phone lines, though. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Keith in Michigan. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hello. Hey, good to talk to you. Hi. Um, I just wanted to tell you is that uh, I have dealt with a son. Um, he's 17 now, but he has put up a fight many times of wanting to use his computer. And it's like, well, you're, we've put on some, uh, two pieces of software on his computer to track what he's doing. It does screen capture, sends us email. My wife and I emails showing the pictures on that. And we've confronted him quite a few times mm-hmm. on why are you looking at this? Oh, I didn't know that you could see it. It's like, um, yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? You're not giving me freedom and all that. And it's like, um, we're parents. Right. right. We need to track everything you're doing. And he doesn't like it, but oh well. Yeah. Good for you, Keith. Wow. Good, good for you and your wife. You know, I think that's, Man. I really do think that's one of the things <laughs> that we struggle with as parents. The fact that yeah. we are parents, we are not roommates. We are not BFFs. You know what I mean? Right. We're not growing up with uh, our kids. That's right. Right. God has entrusted those kids. <laughs> us. We're not, we're not buddies. Now, listen, the time is going to come. And, and I recently had this conversation with our 14 year old. And I was talking with her because, you know, we were getting together and which we need to resume that we've taken a break because of all the trips and things going on. But um, getting together with her on Saturdays and it allows for great conversation um, just about life. And anyway, we were driving it. And I said to her, I said, you know, I'm really looking forward 
to that time where you and I just become like besties, you know, right now there's a lot of correction and there's a lot of instruction. I said, but the time is coming where not only am I going to toss you the keys and say, Hey, drive me here, but we're going to move into that, that phase where as sisters in the Lord now, and, and already she's a, she's an encouragement to me, but it's a limited encouragement because she is still being trained. Right. And, and why am I, why am I having this kind of conversation? Because I want to make it clear that we have some clearly laid out roles here, some clearly defined lines that we're not friends yet. Right. Like we like each other. We get along really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, except for when we don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not. I'm and and because here's the thing. You're going to have many, many friends, Mm -hmm. but God has given you one mom. And that that is so important. So key to you and your wife. Kudos. We have an incredible job to do. And unfortunately, we're failing because we want to be liked by our kids. Mm -hmm. If you just accept right now, just make it clear right now, you're not going to be liked and, and get it out of the way. Right. Then you probably will parent. A little bit better. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Kevin in Mississippi. Hi, Kevin. Hi, uh, Grace and peace be with you. I'm so glad that you're on the radio and that you have your show. Thank you. Um, Thank you. God bless you. You know, the only reason that I, I even thought to call today um, was that I'm a little bit of a strange duck. I gave up the television probably about 1972. Mm. And, um, it's a, it's one of the last things that I even saw on the TV, and it's also, it's really strange how I picked this up, but I went in and I saw that Bayer commercial, and um, it was kind of shocking to me. This has this been a couple of years ago. I walked into a friend's house, and that was on the TV, you know, and some people just have the TV on incessantly, and I didn't say incessantly because I've got 40 years' experience of more than that, of trying to hold a conversation with somebody in the television is the main event. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you, you know, with the discretion, with the, with the computer, when I studied the computer, everything I learned about the computer was way obsolete about 1989 or thereabouts, <laughs> whenever windows came out and sold right. Fortran and all that stuff. And Pascal and, <laughs> you know, even Lotus was gone and, 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 <laughs> You know, it's a, the computer is a wonderful tool. Um, unfortunately, I'm not really able to buy anything on it because I'm timid about putting any kind of information on the phone. Understandably so. Or putting yeah. it on the whatever, and you know, with the Chinese and all their stuff, and they're collecting this data. But you know, a lot of discretion is required with mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, a lot of discretion, and you know, sin is just listening to Keith just a moment ago. Mm-hmm. What he was saying, you know, sin is real attractive, but Satan is sitting around creeping at the door, mm. looking for a way in. And boy, you just gonna have to fight him off. Mm. Man, you're right. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank I, I appreciate you sharing that. There are a couple of things that uh, that come to my mind. Um, to Kevin's point, and then maybe this even kind of toggles back to Keith's point. But do you remember it? We are now hard pressed to be able to find a restaurant that you can go into that doesn't have TVs. Right. It used to be like, I, yeah, I re- yeah, man, you're right. if I could, you know, not to not to always be like airing my grievances. Right. That is one of the things that I kind of really lament that, mm. that even like going out to dinner 
or having a moment where you're out with your family. It used to be, this is where we're all together. We're all talking. And even that I feel like has been taken away from families because the TVs. So I usually look for a spot. Um, even when I'm just to go out with the kids somewhere, I look for a spot where there's no good visual mm-hmm. on any type of television or anything like that. And can you believe it's hard to find? It is really hard to find. You got to try to tuck yourself into corners. But then they they now make it so that everywhere you sit, you have the it's like the expectation is that you don't really want to be with the people that you're here with. <laughs> There's no way you want to talk to these people. You you want to see the game. You want to mm. see this. And so everywhere you look, there are televisions. Well, and it's so upsetting to me personally. I know there, I mean, you know, whatever. Because I think that there are times that we need to just cut out all of that. And and to our brother Kevin's point, um, I think incessantly is the right way to describe that. Yeah. I think there are some people who cannot separate themselves from television because it provides an escape, an escape from from life. Um, anyway, and I'll hold my other comment. We'll go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Maria in Arkansas. Hi, Maria. Hey, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. Well, let me share something with you. Um, I always wanted to call every single time, especially when you were talking about sex trafficking, but this is something that I wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, I received an email, an update on an email from this um, website that is called The Healthy American. And this girl is a mom, you know, a very uh, resourceful mom that she has done a lot of research and a lot of issues, you know, including the, um, the actual um, virus and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But however, on some of her investigations, she was sharing that in Orange County, California, in several counties down there, um, there are uh, churches, of course, in other community uh, organizations, NGOs, that in fact are getting paid uh, for every single person that they um, encourage to get the vaccination. Mm. Now, my as a believer, uh, my concern is when does the church, you know, when we as believers, I was very taken by it. So I went and dug out some more. And, well, you know, to make it sure, I remember one of the things that uh, the administration, one, and I'm quoting their words, uh, quote unquote, what we've seen in our data is that the most trusted voices are local officials, doctors, mm. medical experts, civic leaders, clergy. And then Ms. Um, uh, Saki said also, and that's where we really are investing our funding and our resources. So, end of quote. When you really think about what they're saying and the stuff that you're seeing is where does our responsibility as members of the church, of you know, independently of the church that you go to, when do we speak up? When do we do we address this? Mm-hmm. Are the pastors not, I mean, are, are they in such a great need financially that they are going to be mm-hmm. enticing people with that informed consent? You know, because it's yeah. up to you whether you take it or not. It's totally mm-hmm. up to you. But then is there a responsibility, moral and spiritual responsibility as a leader of a church that we're supposed to be looking up to them for guidance, for wisdom, not that we want them to run our lives, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. what the, uh, the leaders are there for. The Lord put them in such a position of leadership 
handpicked. So, you know, they are the shepherds of the sheep. Mm-hmm. And um, when does, I mean, honestly, I'm being meddling on this like for a week. And I'm just like, I'm just going to call them and I'm going to ask them and see their take because this is concerning. And I know, you know, that eventually if the money is just exponentially being given everywhere, mm-hmm. they're not going to be the only counties around the country doing this. Yeah. So let yeah. me say this, Maria. I thank you so much for mm-hmm. your call and, and thank you for your question. I really appreciate the heart of it. I appreciate the tone of the question. Um, l- let me say this. So whenever we are in a situation where the Bible does not prescribe to us specific steps to take, we go back to the word of God and search for the principle, right? We search for the principle. Maybe the specific situation is not listed there. And so we search for the principle and then we say, Lord, lead us and guide us in the situation that we are in, that we can get as close to your word as we possibly can. That's our aim. That's what we're trying to do. Now, let me say, and we have said this before, we are not doctors. We are not um, medical experts, Um, but excuse me, but we are Christians living in America and we understand the rights that we have in this country. We we also understand and appreciate the right that we have to conscience, which is why if you go back and you check our show archives, you will see that very, um, very simply what we have encouraged Christians to do is that where you are convicted, remain convicted. That's right. Where your resolve is. And and so what this means is that whether or not you get um, hurrahs from the pulpit or not, whether or not you have total community support and engagement behind you, if you are convicted, if you have a Holy Spirit conviction about what you are to do, what our encouragement to you was is, and when I say to you, I mean to Christians, is remain convicted there. Mm -hmm. Let me also say this, because I hear my sister saying, so when will the church um, come out and collectively kind of take a position on this and, and say where we're going to be. I think that's going to be really difficult. Now there obviously will be some people who will disagree with me on this and this is fine. Um, I feel like if you're looking for a principle um, for this situation, I would go to like a Romans 14 on this where there's one person who says, I don't have a problem taking the vaccine and the other person says I don't have faith for that I just I don't know what's in it I don't know I I feel like they're still learning they're still so I'm not I am not settled on taking this and putting this in my body so what is the church's responsibility in light of Romans 14 in light of Romans 14 the church's responsibility is to encourage that each person according to his or her faith operate before the Lord that's so we don't have a specific prohibition now, now let me, <laughs> guys, look, I just have to be careful. Okay. I have to be careful because there are some people who want you to say some very specific things. All right. And I, I, I refuse to do it. I'm not. And, and let me tell you what those specific things are. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. Right. I'm not. But what I am going to say, the, <laughs> you have the Holy Spirit no? indwelling you. And I'm also not going to make what you choose to do or don't do a question of salvation because I don't see that in scripture either. Mm -hmm. Guys, remember, remember, the word of God is the straight edge. So even if you exist in an entire community, an entire culture, 
that is in rebellion or that is in a, a dearth of knowledge. Like they just they don't know. They're just we, we don't know what to do. You don't have to be one of those people. You have the word of God that you can go back to, that you can lean on. I will tell you this, and this is, this is going to be what I continue to go back to. And, and boy, you know, I, I, now I, I will say in our, in our local fellowship, um, praise God. I am so grateful that, um, truth is being taught and the word of God preached, right? So that, so that hopefully believers are empowered, um, but wherever the Bible is not specifically prescriptive, we have to search for the principle. We have to search for the principle, guys. And this is a part of being in relationship with the Lord that not every it's not our relationship with the Lord is not a relationship with Siri. Right. And half a mile turn right. It's that's not it. That's not it. There are some things that the Lord shows us in principle that relationship helps us to apply that to our specific situation. If that makes sense. This is not the last time we're going to talk about this, guys. I can tell you that for sure. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.